Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sports Forecast. I'm Chad Forehand and I'm going to be your host today. Uh, so, first and foremost, I want to send some thoughts and love and good vibes to Hendon Hooker. He had a rough weekend. Torn ACL. Hate to see it happen. The kid was the front runner for the Heisman. His team was playing good. He was looking good. But more importantly, he's a he's a person. Um, he blew his knee and, uh, let's hope that he has a full recovery, a speedy recovery because the kid's got a bright future. So just wanted to send some thoughts and some love and positive vibes his way because the kid didn't deserve for that to happen to him. He's a good kid from everything I've read and seen. Just hate to see that happen to anybody, but, uh, get, get well, man. We're all thinking about you. Hope everything comes out 100 and you... Have a great, wonderful, long career. So, just want to start off by saying that because that was just horrible to watch. You know, when you see those really those non-contact injuries, you know it's not good. So, I hated to see that. Um, so, it was quite a wild weekend this weekend. Uh, top four struggled. Top four all stayed undefeated, but the top four struggled. Tennessee lost uh, shockingly. UNC lost, shockingly. Um, it was a wild weekend in college football, everybody. It was uh, not what I would expect. Uh, hopefully, you know, these top four teams will, uh, that was their little week to uh, relax and not really perform to what they should, but we'll just see what happens. So um, I want to start off by talking about um, Michigan and Illinois. Uh, another guy, Blake Corum, he was also in the Heisman hunt. I want to I want to send some thoughts and some positive vibes out to him because he also hurt his knee. I don't. We haven't heard any updates as of yet, but I mean, it looks like a sprain. I'm hoping it's just a sprain. I don't think there's any. I haven't heard if there's any kind of damage, but like I said, we've had no update yet. But uh, Michigan really needs him back because I can tell you now, Michigan does not beat Ohio State without Blake Corum. The kid's a beast. That's their offense. They run the ball. I mean, they run the ball, they run the ball, they run the ball. So their offense looked okay. Defense was kind of underwhelming. But I don't think that they could stop Ohio State. So... Even with Blake Corum, I'm going to take Ohio State. But without him, I'm definitely taking Ohio State. And then we just sit back and see how far Michigan falls, to be honest with you. So, 19-17. The Illini have shown streaks of where they look like a whole different team. And then they look like the normal Illinois. So, we'll have to see how that goes going forward with Brett Bielema. Hopefully he can get them playing better, playing like they play. You know, it's like every third week they have a good, they have a great game. They look good, so maybe they can make that a normal thing. So we'll see what happens with them. Um, TCU yet again, comeback kids. That's I don't know how long they can play comeback kid. To be honest with you, I don't know if that's going to come back to bite them in the. Big 12 championship, or if it waits to bite them in the playoffs that they make it in, but that's going to have to bite them. Their defense gave up 269 yards passing, 
232 yards rushing. That's 503 total yards they gave up with zero sacks. They're getting no pressure. They make a comeback, and I'm talking barely get away with a last-second field goal to come away with a 29-28 win. Max Duggan, he's playing good ball, but he's got to make up for his defense lack of lack of big plays, lack of sacks, lack of pressures, lack of picks. They're not stopping anybody, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see going forward if they can continue to play comeback or if it's gonna bite them. And I feel like it's gonna bite them at the worst possible time, which is either gonna be the Big Twelve play Big Twelve championship game or the playoffs. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see, but. If they do get in, I do have a feeling that they might be this year's Cincinnati. Have a good season, have an undefeated season, but then when they get into the playoffs, they're playing the big boys, the studs. And they're just not ready for that, in my personal opinion. Defense isn't ready. Offense, they got a good offense, but they also haven't played a stout defense like they would play if they played a Georgia. Or what now has come out of nowhere, LSU's defense has been good. Ohio State's defense has been good in spells. So I don't think that TCU, even if they make it in, really put up much of a fight in that playoff, in that semifinal playoff game. But, you know, I've seen stranger things, so let's just see what happens there. But I hope they put up a good fight when they make it to the playoffs. But, you know, like I said, they might be this year's Cincinnati. Ohio State shocked me too they they did not look very good against um maryland maryland had them maryland was up on them late in the third and then ohio state ended up coming back being up 36 to 30 and all of a sudden they get a strip sack fumble for a touchdown and that kind of put the game out of reach but the game was a lot closer than 43-30, which was the ending score. So, Maryland played good. Uh, Maryland's quarterback played out of his mind this year. He's played he's played good the last few games. He played good this game. But it just wasn't enough to take out Ohio State. Ohio State's a good team. I do believe they're a good team. But they struggle at times on defense. And that's what I think is the separating factor between them and Teams like Georgia, I mean, they they bring defense and defense. No matter how high octane these offensive art offenses are nowadays, defense still wins championships. And we saw that last year with Georgia. We saw that this year with Georgia so far, shutting down one of the most prolific prolific offenses we've seen in a while. I mean, they were throwing a ball everywhere, um, and they shut Tennessee down. So I don't know going forward what. Ohio State's going to look like when they get into the playoffs. Everybody's picking them and Georgia to play in the national championship. I mean, I think that's a safe bet. But we have to see what these next couple weeks, this last week, and the conference championship week brings, and we'll see what the playoffs look like. But they, I mean, they just didn't look very good. They gave up 400 yards of offense. 312 in the air, and they also had no sacks. 
So Ohio State's getting no pressure on an offensive line from Maryland. It's gonna. I, I find it hard pressed to give up to get any sacks on an offensive line like a Georgia or a Michigan. Even I still think they beat Michigan, but I don't think they can get. I don't know if they can get past their O line. Their O line is so good at blocking and run blocking. They probably come away with no sacks that game, and then they play Georgia with the way Stetson Bennett can run. I don't think they get sacks there, so they're just not getting any pressure. Quarterbacks are sitting back there all day and throwing for over 300 yards. So, luckily for Ohio State, they have a great offense. It's a running gun. They have big plays over the top to Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jackson Smith and Jigba. C.J. Stroud leading vote-getter right now for the Heisman. I think he ends up winning it. So it's Ohio State's just like a just a weird anomaly right now with their uh, offense so good, and then their defense just giving up big plays and lots of yardage. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting moving forward. And then the the other undefeated top four team in the nation, Georgia, looked very. Looked very underwhelming against Kentucky. That lackluster play calling, I don't know what he was doing, but I wasn't a fan of what he was doing. I don't know if he was just trying to hide plays, not put a bunch of stuff on film, but, I mean, it's the end of the year. People people know what we run, and so there's no reason to try to mask anything. I mean, we had zero touchdown passes. Stetson Bennett didn't play very well, but I mean, and he had a pick, so it didn't look that good. Luckily, defense showed up, like always. Um, now, I will say our offense did run the ball well. We had 247 yards of rushing. Um, McIntosh had over 100 yards, so he looked good. Defense did have a sack and a pick, so it was just a very boring game to watch honestly and I didn't enjoy watching it I'm glad we got the W but it just wasn't fun to watch and it didn't give it doesn't give me very much confidence going into the next few weeks either when we look like that so hopefully Munkin you know decides not to run straight up the gut all game maybe we can get outside a little bit and see what happens but you know our offensive line still look good they look good all year so it was a very like I said, very boring, sluggish game to watch. But, hey, a W is a W. We're still undefeated. So, I'm happy. But, like I said, it just wasn't fun to watch. Wasn't, wasn't a good showing. And then the big, big, big upset of the night. South Carolina and Spencer Rattler shutting down Tennessee. And, like I said, we all know Hendon Hooker got a tour ACL. But it was in the third quarter and... South Carolina was already pretty much steamrolling them at that point, so it was a comeback effort. But I don't know where Tennessee's defense was. They were asleep. They didn't get off the bus. I don't know what happened. Because they gave up six passing touchdowns, 438 passing yards, and 153 rushing yards for three TDs. They gave up nine touchdowns. That's insane. Offense, I mean, offense put up almost 40 points. So, offense wasn't horrible. I mean, they were there. But, I don't know what's happened. Because, up until two, three weeks ago, 
Tennessee's defense wasn't bad. They had they were getting sacks, they were getting pressure. They looked pretty good, but these last couple of weeks, from the Georgia game on, you could you people found out they could take the top off of their back end of their defense, and they have been doing it. Spencer Rattler, six touchdowns in a passing game, looked like a whole different man. I don't know who what I don't know what they ate for pregame meal, but if I was South Carolina, I'd eat that every week. Um, on a side note, Tennessee is now the second team ever to miss the college football playoffs after being ranked number one in the playoff rankings. Only other team to do that was Mississippi State back when Dak Prescott was quarterback. So it's not a record you want, but it's a record they got. So I I was very shocked to see that. Also, Georgia became only the third team in SEC history to have back-to-back undefeated SEC seasons. So that was also very interesting. So, I mean, it was an interesting week of football, but if it wasn't for that Tennessee game, it would have been a very boring weekend of football, honestly. Um, you know, Oregon beat Utah, so that was a it was a slight upset, but not a big upset. They played in Eugene. Oregon plays good there, so, you know, I, I kind of expected Oregon to beat Utah. UC, USC beat UCLA. I think I was picking UCLA to have the upset, but it didn't happen. It was a good game, though, 48-45. Um, Caleb Williams still looks good. USC sitting right there on the cusp, and they might sneak in after this Michigan-Ohio State game, especially if they end up winning their conference. I think USC might get in on that four spot or that three spot, depending on what TCU does. Um, Georgia Tech beat North Carolina. Did not see that coming. Um, you know, so they'll be riding high coming into their big uh, matchup, that old, that clean old-fashioned hate versus Georgia this weekend. So they'll come in with a little bit of confidence, but I did not have that, pick, that game picked either. Georgia Tech played good. UNC did not, so... You know that hurt Drake May's uh, Heisman stock right there. And um, so speaking of Heisman, like I said, C.J. Stroud is leading the way. I can see why. He's got almost 3,000 yards of passing. He's got almost a he's got a 90 uh, quarterback rating. He's got 35 touchdowns to four picks, 66 completion rate, and he's 11 and 0. So I mean that that that's Heisman numbers. But then also you turn around, you got Caleb Williams, and now they got him ranked second. He's got almost 3,500 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, only three picks, and he's got 316 rushing yards for seven touchdowns. So the guy has 40 total touchdowns this year. So, I mean, he's looking good. His team's looking good. His team's looking to where they might be in the playoffs. So I can see why he's up there. Then you got Blake Corum, which I think his Heisman – I'm hoping it's not, but his Heisman stock might be in trouble after that injury. We'll have to see what the injury was. I still have not gotten an update on it, but we've got to know something soon. But if we haven't got anything yet, then we I have a feeling it's nothing major, but it still might hold him out for this Ohio State game, and that's going to hurt his Heisman chances. Hendon Hooker, they still got it for, but he's done. He can't go. He can't play Vandy. He's he's got no chance at a bowl game. So he's done Max Duggan, 11-0. and 
This kid's gritty. He never quits. He'll run through people. He's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's got a shot. Drake May, I think, just lost, like I said, lost his chance this weekend. Even though the kid has had a great year thrown for just a ton of yards. Looks good. Looks like he could end up being a pro quarterback. But I just don't see him winning the Heisman. And what kind of upsets me, because I understand Stetson Bennett's, they got him ranked seventh right now. He's only got 14 passing touchdowns, but he's also got rushing touchdowns. But his team's also 11-0. He puts his team in a position to win every week. The kid can run the ball. He can run your offense. So, am I saying he should win the Heisman? No, but I wish he would get a little more talk. I wish he'd be bumped up a little bit. You know, put him, you know, fourth or fifth in the, you know, in the predictions because he's a, he's a national championship quarterback, an offensive MVP quarterback for the national championship. The guy's still 11. He's undefeated this year. Hasn't lost an SEC game in two years. And he can he's dual threat. I don't think he's going to win it, but I think we need to put a little more respect on his name in my personal opinion. Because the kid is good. I mean, Jake Fromm was a game manager, but Jake Fromm couldn't run. So Stetson's a little bit better than a game manager. The guy does manage the game well. He calls, you know, audibles well. He He makes good decisions. The kid can get out of the pocket and make stuff happen with his feet. And that's stuff that we haven't really had at Georgia in a long time. The last really good mobile quarterback I can remember was DJ Shockley. Other than that, we've had good pocket passers. I mean, good good quarterbacks that have gone on to the NFL. One just won a, a, uh, a Super Bowl last year with Matthew Stafford. So we've had good quarterbacks, but it's been a while since we had a good scrambling quarterback. And I honestly think we got a couple sitting waiting in the wings too with Brock Vandergriff and um Gunnar Stockton. They both can they're both got cannon for arms, but they also are mobile. So I think we'll have a mobile quarterback for a little while, but I just think Stetson should get a little more respect to his name to be quite honest. But um so this weekend we got Georgia Georgia Tech Tennessee and Vandy, but the game that anybody and everybody cares about. Well, I take that back. You got USC Notre Dame. That's also a good one. But the game anybody and everybody's watching is Ohio State Michigan. And uh, that's going to be a big one, but it's also. It's. Everybody's sitting back, especially Michigan fans, are sitting on pins and needles waiting to hear about Blake Corum. But. I hope he's. I hope he plays. I want it to be best on best. See who wins, but we'll just have to sit back and figure it out. So it's a little bit of a shorter podcast today, but there isn't a whole lot happening anywhere else. I haven't heard any big time free agent signings. No big trades really, as far as um, MLB goes. NBA is just a little fresh. Nothing really happening there. There's a few little buzzing buzz going around about maybe possible rumors maybe our trades and this and that but nothing real big so really college football is king right now so i just wanted to get on here and do another little quick podcast uh again i want to thank everybody for the support and keep listening keep sharing keep liking if you can go on uh get on spotify and follow please give me a like and a follow on spotify 
Check out my page, The Sports Forecast, on Facebook. Give me a like and a follow there, too, if you don't mind. And, hey, just keep watching sports and loving sports. And I uh, love everybody, and we'll see you all Friday night. Thank you.